I'm Lake Miller. And I'm Hannah Brown. Welcome to Gem City Diversity, a podcast where we talk about diversity and inclusion in the Dayton area. We're from the National Conference for Community and Justice of Greater Dayton, or NCCJ. NCCJ works in the Miami Valley to increase understanding around the topics of diversity and inclusion. In this episode, I got the chance to talk with Tristina about mental health and suicide prevention. She shared about mental health in the foster care system, some of her experiences, and the resources that helped her. Enjoy! So, thank you for having this conversation with me today about mental health and suicide prevention. Um, I'm going to ask that you first start by introducing yourself and kind of saying why you're part of this conversation. Yeah, great. Thank you for having me. Um, My name is Tristina. Um, A little bit about me. I'm from Toledo. I currently live in Columbus and um, I work in government and community affairs. So um, I would say mental health, the mental health conversation is important to me. Um, Number one, because I am a former foster youth. And so um, I know from my experiences growing up in foster care um, that it contributed to um, an unhealthy mental health once I got older um, because I didn't tackle those issues when I was younger. And so um, right now I'm just kind of in the space of um, trying to do what I can to make sure that other people who may be in those situations, not necessarily foster care, but um, those who may be facing traumas, transitions, um, things like that in their childhood that have had, you know, an impact on their mental health are able to um, address those in a healthy way. Wonderful. Well, yeah, I'm so glad that you're here for this important conversation. Mental health is so stigmatized and it's so hard to actually talk about it. So I'm really excited to be able to kind of dive into it and have this conversation be out there because it's hard to talk about and it's hard to tackle those issues when you're young still. So especially for youth to have this conversation be out there. So thank you. So you talked a little bit about why you're passionate about talking about um, mental health and stuff. Um, But what other thoughts do you have on kind of the foster care system um, and helping those youth who are in similar situations um, regarding mental health and suicide prevention? Yeah, um, great question. So one thing to always, well, one thing that I've learned um, about mental health is that um, it's important in every stage of life. And so um, that is from your childhood to your adolescence to your adulthood, and it will uh, follow you (laughs) throughout your whole life. Um, And so making sure to um, cope with that and recognize the signs um, is very important. And so when it comes to me, and um, like I was saying, growing up in foster care, we go through, well, I went through a lot of like transitions, jumping from home to home, Um, also went through abuse and neglect. Um, I was diagnosed with PTSD when I was like 14. Um, I was diagnosed with several uh, anxiety disorders. And so um, once that was brought to my attention, I already felt kind of isolated because I was in foster care. And um, 
not really, it wasn't really, you know, the ideal situation for me um, at the time anyways. And so to have someone tell you that you have all of these like disorders, you're just kind of lost. Uh, and I was lost. I was like, I was in denial and I refused to go to um, the counseling services and the therapy that they recommended for me. Um, but, you know, fast forward to college, um, I realized that was a bad idea. And so, um, but I think that today's society, we are doing a better job in taking off of those, those stigmas of mental health. And um, so it, it, it's a lot easier because we're having conversations like these, letting people know like, it's okay to express your feelings. It's okay to feel and have like these emotions. It's okay. Like, it's okay to not be okay. And so- um, It is true that like, yeah, mental health, it will follow you if you don't find those positive coping skills and address it, however it is that you need to address it, address it whether that's, therapy, medication, just having support systems around you. Yeah. It's important to, to do those things. And yeah. And just being able to talk about it. Yeah. Like you said, it's okay not to be okay. Like it's okay to struggle. You know, that's part of being human is struggling with different things going on. Exactly. Um, I know you mentioned that you have some kind of facts and stats about mental health, specifically in the foster care system, um, which I think is a really important topic in itself that talking about mental health in the foster care system doesn't get talked about enough. It's not a, a population that really gets brought to the attention of everybody. So I think that's really important. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, great. So um, a lot of the challenges, I did a little bit of um, foster care reform policy advocacy back in the day um, because I just wanted to make sure that like, people didn't have to experience the same thing I did. So um, right now, um, about 80% of foster youth have um, mental health issues. Um, and that compared to like the regular person is about 18 to 22% for like regular, the regular population. And then for us, it's 80% of us have mental health issues and um, disorders. And so that's like a huge like gap in between there. And so um, one of the things that I did early back in my years was try to normalize the lives of like foster youth. Um, and a lot of that goes back to mental health and making sure that we receive, you know, the services that we were supposed to get um, because so many of the foster youth population um, have these mental disorders. There's a lot of, um, I guess, healthcare issues that come along with that because we're, we're kind of overpopulating the system at this point. And so those services are becoming, they're not as readily available as they used to be because the foster care system is just populating and populating. And so, um, and I can, I can say the reason why I was in foster care was because of, you know, parents and my mom who had mental health issues. So it all pretty, everything trickles down to mental health. And so um, it plays a, it plays a factor in almost 
every single part of your life. And um, depending on if you're able to address it in the proper ways, um, it can negatively affect you. And that's kind of where suicide comes in. Um, I used to be suicidal. <laughs> I was suicidal in college. Um, I had friends who were suicidal. And, um, but it, you know, it's important to talk about it because you can kind of lean on each other uh, when it comes to those issues and um, just kind of humanize yourself to be a human and feel and know that even though in the present moment things seem crazy, you can build, you know, different, like you said, coping mechanisms that can kind of help with that, whether that's meditation, meditation, that's something I do a lot. Um, I not a huge like prescription, um, you know, type of person. So I don't do that, but I do have friends who do take pills and things like that to kind of keep them on track mentally. So um, coping looks different for everyone. Um, and also recognizing the signs look different for everyone. Um, you might see a change in your eating habits, your um, your energy levels, maybe you're sleeping too much or not sleeping enough. There's so many like different things that happen in our day-to-day -day lives that we might be able to spot that is a direct effect of our mental health, but we just have to become more aware of it and keep having conversations about it because it looks different for everyone. Yeah, it really, it really does. It's all about looking at the person themselves and seeing like what's changed. Yeah, like are they sleeping more than they normally do? Are they sleeping less than they normally do? What are they, what are the things that are changing within this person? Not like here's this list of signs. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing from that list? So it really is all about, it's all about the person themselves. Yeah. So I really, so yeah, I really appreciate that perspective and that's really important to to talk about how it is so different for each person um so i guess my next question would be what are the resources or the things that helped you um to kind of shift that perspective of thinking from being in that kind of dark place to being like okay i need to i need it to change for myself yeah awesome question so the first thing for me was therapy um i had to go back to the 12 year old girl who was denying it like we had to revisit in my 20s <laughs> and i had to sit down <laughs> and talk to a therapist um friends also are great too friends are having just a support system, at least that one friend when you're feeling, you know, like you just can't take it anymore, just someone to talk to. Because of, of course the first, um, you know, the first stage of dealing with depression, mental health, suicide is like recognizing it, being able to admit it. And I think that's kind of where people um, go wrong because we all want to be strong um, and some of us want to play hero to everyone except for ourselves and so when we're in those dark moments it's like okay I can't talk to anyone <laughs> uh, but you can and so uh, for me that was definitely therapy um, I had to have 
hard, hard conversations with myself. Um, and the one thing about therapy, it's only going to work as much as you do. <laughs> so um, it's a big step. It took me about 15 years to go back to therapy, but it is um, totally worth it. And I recommend it. And like I said, um, this generation, we are definitely normalizing, like taking care of our mental health nowadays. So it's, I see the shift and the change that is getting a lot better. Um, um, so yeah, therapy, having a friend and also, um, positive affirmations that that is really what helps me a lot too and sometimes it'll just be like um I follow a page on Instagram you know we're in a social media generation so sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and the first thing I'll do is go to like a inspirational social media page that they post positive affirmations and that'll kind of set my day or for some people it's um spiritual praying that's also something that I do but again it looks different for different people but for me um the therapy having that kind of lifeline friend and then just positive affirmations and being able to like have that honest conversation with yourself to just say I'm not okay and I have to talk about this yeah no it, exactly yeah mental health care and therapy should be free and accessible to anyone who wants it because yeah. it's so beneficial you have someone who is their their sole purpose is to be your advocate and to listen and help you so yeah so thank you for that I yeah I agree yes. um <laughs> So my last question is, you talked about the resources that helped you, but I'm also wondering what your form of self-care is. Yeah, so my form of self-care, um, in short, is just what makes me happy. So um, I'm a person, I work in government and I deal with people on the day-to-day -day basis who are yelling, who are going through a lot of issues that um, those burdens also get put on me as well. And so um, my form of self-care is really just like coming home, turning my phone off and like watching my favorite show. Or I also have hobbies. Um, I love to like roller skate. So if I've had a long day, I will go to the the roller skating rink and do that. Or um, I also practice yoga and meditation, um, just something to get my mind back at center and um, away from like the chaos that is happening on the day-to-day -day basis. So um, yeah, and those are all things that pretty much make me happy, but I would also say they make me happy and help me to disconnect from this crazy world because the world is very crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I would say. That's yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that. But mm -hmm. having positive self-care skills are so important because everyone needs those moments where they just like shut off the world and are doing what it is that makes them feel centered yeah like happy and kind of the thing that like can put a smile on their face and make them feel like you know this is okay I can yeah. do this. <laughs> and so yeah I think that's really great 
thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks for having me. And yeah, this was really great. I'm, I'm really, I really appreciate it.